What's up, Dunwoody? Over the last 10 years that we've lived here, there's been a lot of talk about Dunwoody Village. Uh, it's an older area, and there's you know been very little change over the last few decades. A few years ago, though, the city started talking about making changes to the overlay code that kept the buildings looking like in that old Williamsburg look. There were meetings to discuss what direction citizens wanted to take the changes, and consultants were brought in to throw out different ideas. The Dunwoody Village overhaul began. Open container districts were formed, uh, many of the overlay conditions were removed, and options kind of began to open up for new businesses. Since then, not much has changed, and that's it's been a couple years now. Um, I think pandemic was a little bit of that, but still, not much has changed. But enter David Abus. David is the owner of Dash Hospitality Group, which is a consultant company for restaurants around the country. David is a local guy who sees potential in the area, and he's making big moves to start to bring his many ideas to the village this fall. He wants to create a fun space where locals can gather, not just to eat, but to hang out, you know, an area to hang out in. Um, when, when we heard about the plans, I knew we had to have him on the podcast. So we're so excited to introduce many of y'all to David for the first time. If you're new to the show, my name is Matt Weber. I'm a local real estate agent with eXp Realty. What's Up Dunwoody started as a way for me to get my name out here in the community and learn as much as I could about Dunwoody. As probably many of you feel, I lived here for a while and I didn't know much about the city at all uh, or the local businesses. I knew a few of my neighbors and the restaurants that we frequented, but uh, that was really about it. I definitely knew very little about City Hall and any of the organizations that keep the city running. But over the past few years, we've interviewed almost 200 different individuals from around town. Actually, they're not really interviews as much as just kind of conversations. We bring on guests to talk about whatever is most important to them. The topics are usually interesting to me. They're sometimes interesting to Justin, but they're always very meaningful to the guests. Then there's conversations like this one that the whole community is going to get amped up about. I mentioned Justin. He's my brother-in-law. Justin is the founder of PoolDues.com, a back-end billing software for many of the local swim and tennis clubs. Justin is truly the reason that What's Up Done What He Began. I brought up the idea to him a long time ago about a hyper-local podcast, and um, you know, I, I mentioned it a few times. I never really acted on it, but he was the one that pushed me to get started, and the one with the recording equipment, the one with the WordPress skill, and the one with any knowledge about how to actually start a podcast. About a year after we got started, a local orthodontist named Dr. Brett Friedman reached out to us about sponsorship. Since then, we've become good friends. Uh, he sees my entire family as patients. Me and my wife are both in Invisalign braces, and the boys are about to get started with braces as well. Brett, he's just a really great guy who cares about his patients. I was there earlier today, and there's like such a family feeling there. The office has very little turnover with employees because everybody is kind of working for the same goal to, um, you know, make people smile and for those smiles to not be all jacked up and crooked. So if that's you, reach out to my boy, Dr. Brett Friedman with Village Orthodontics. Now here's our conversation with David Avis, owner of Dash Hospitality Group and currently the most popular man in Dunwoody. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. All right, we're here with David Avis. You're bringing the barn to Dunwoody. Yep, among other things. We're starting with yep. barn and then uh, a bunch of other concepts to right to the village. Bringing uh, the fun to Dunwoody. Amen. And bringing the, the village back to Dunwoody. Yeah. And the ladies' nights, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what you're really hoping for. Well, that's what the Dunwoody ladies are hoping for. Well, there, I mean, honestly, in the village, there's no place for a girls' night out. There's I mean, not. that was one of the things. And my wife said that right from the get-go, there's no place. They have to go to Roswell, Alpharetta, or Sandy Springs. So she's like, can you bring something close so... Uh, so that's that's the so they can part. walk across the street. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. 
And the, well, they've got Vino Venue, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely want to plug them. Great place, but they they're do not. A great in, job. They're, they're not in the village, right? right? And you want to be, you know, correct, right there. Yep. Yeah, that's Dunwoody. The village is Dunwoody, right? That is the that's the heart of Dunwoody. I mean, growing up, that's where everybody congregated and all that, and that's really where you see people. Everybody's walking and all that. So, um, yeah, that really is the heart of Dunwoody. Well, super exciting. Um, let, I guess let's talk about you. So you grew up here? You grew up close by? Yeah, actually grew up right in uh, in North Springs uh, um, subdivision. Went to Shallowford Elementary. and uh, oh, You know your way around my neighborhood. Though. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah, it was great. And uh, grew up right here and then uh, moved to Sandy Springs and went out to school in Arizona. Came back to Atlanta with the Olympics. Been in the restaurant business for 30-plus years. I was with Here to Serve Restaurants as the director of operations, then the CEO for Bucket Life Restaurant Group. And, uh, That's a big one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was great. It was great. I worked for actually worked for Pano back in the '90s during the Olympics. I was the GM of the fish market. Oh, and, that's uh, fun. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. It was and awesome. A few and people then, that have worked there. Yeah. So that's did cool. that and uh, have my own company now for the last couple of years called Dash Hospitality Group, and we do management consulting for all types of food and beverage, from anywhere from quick casual to fine dining, senior living, resorts. So you do all the consulting for other restaurants. Do yep. you have any of your own restaurants? Is that a, a new thing for Dash? Yeah, well, yeah, this is a new thing for Dash. Um, we we manage some of the other processes, but uh, this is the first one that we're actually we're going to be the owners on. That's so exciting. Uh, yeah. So very cool, very cool. So you're starting out. How, how did this all? I guess. Yep. How did this all come to be? <laughs> how it all came to be? Literally, we live right in the heart of Dunwoody, and uh, my wife and I were, were talking about, hey, there's no place to go hang in Dunwoody, and uh, we were over. The village and I was literally standing at the top of the stairs of this courtyard and I did a project down on 38 called The Hub um, with some developers down there and I said you know what this would be a perfect place for a mini hub in the Dunwoody, in, hub. In the Dunwoody hub so uh, so did a presentation for Regency and uh, they were blown away they're like wow people have come to us about one restaurant but no one's had a grand vision about this whole thing and uh, you know I said, this is what it needs to be. It needs to be families. It needs to be all types, you know, people coming to, the, to, uh, to Dunwoody and, and this area. And uh, so we said, let's do it. Everything was rock and rolling, investors. And then literally March 1st of last year, I'm getting ready to send out the investor letters. And I said, you know what? Let me hold for a second to see what happens. And here comes COVID. And uh, so actually, it was actually a great wake-up call. Um, we, were, uh, we sold our house, and then we're renting the branches. And uh, we literally every day would walk around. And to see people walking, and we said, you know, this is even going to be even better coming out of COVID because the outdoor factor with the courtyard. So you were already planning on going outside. Yeah, oh yeah. The, the biggest thing was I want all the the five restaurants to all open up to the courtyard. Mm-hmm. And you know, we have a we're gonna have a stage, a big outdoor screen. So we'll do music all the time. We'll have tailgates. We can show kids movies. Um, big thing for me is the activations. Um, I really want to have wine festivals and beer festivals and even like a big green egg like festival and, you know, art shows. I, COVID really amped that up. Yeah. Everybody re- getting outside for sure. And, and that's what it is. And, you know, and we, I want people to be casual. I mean, I, th- I think that's the biggest thing is it's community. And so I want people to, hey, we're, this is our neighborhood spot. And, uh, you know, that, that was the premise of the whole thing. So tell, um, me, tell me more about the movie screen. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we have Justin. Big, that's all here. Yeah. No, it's a. Uh, how many nits? How many nits? Yeah. How many nits? Yeah. Yeah. It's a tw- uh, 12 feet by 7 feet outdoor screen. Wow. Um, so what's awesome is, like I said, for the Atlanta United, if we want to do Atlanta United night, uh, we can watch the games there, the Hawks. But also, like, if we want to show a movie, um, if somebody want to rent out the spot, they can, you know, show different, you know, promotional stuff also. So uh, that's going to be very important. It's just oh, that's the, an interesting yeah, idea. Yeah, the entertainment factor, I think, 
you know, people aren't just going out to eat to dine anymore. They want to experience. And I think that's a big thing is what we want to create is the experience. We're going to do tap takeovers with different breweries on the weekends. Um, just, you know, have fun. You know, have fun. Um, that's a big thing for that, for the village. That's cool. Are you going to start out with um, any food trucks or is it just going to be barn? Yep. yep. So uh, what I we're doing. I read that somewhere. Yeah. So what we're doing is we have barn first. A big thing for me is the synergy. And, um, you know, so we're um, the next two concepts are Morty's and Cuco's. Morty's is going to be a barbecue place. And then Cuco's is a Mexican concept. Um, the story behind those, Cuco is actually a donkey that follows you around. When you go down to Herradura, um, down in Mexico and buy tequila, this donkey follows you around with two barrels of tequila. So I said, when I, when I have my Mexican restaurant, I'm going to name after this donkey that followed me around Herador. <laughs> so uh, that's that. And then Morty was my grandfather. And uh, anyway, so it's a North meets South kind of barbecue place. You go order at the counter. I want a half pound of brisket, half pound of chicken. Here's the sides and all that. So uh, while we're building that, and that'll be stage two, we're actually going to get a Morty's and uh, Cuco's food truck. So it's okay. going to be right there in, in the courtyard also. Is that something you've done before? Had the food trucks before? You know what? I, I haven't done have the food trucks. Have you used them before? No. Um, well, one of my clients was Truck & Tap, um, which is a great uh, company, and they do a great job. So it was interesting to see how their dynamics were with doing a food truck in a bar. Yeah. So I said, you know, I, like I said, you have to have synergy. So I don't want just one freestanding standing place barn, but I definitely wanted a food component to go along with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so. That's crazy. So you're, not only are you making like five restaurants, but then you're also adding in two food trucks mm-hmm. that, I mean, it, and that's just not a temporary thing. That's. Well, um, the food truck's gonna be temporary until oh, we build the second okay, uh, concept, okay. but then we'll use the food truck for catering and for, you know, different, you know, offsite events and all that. So uh, yeah, I mean, that that's. The a, hype mobiles. The hype mobiles, yeah, you want. <laughs> it's, it's marketing PR and all that. And, yeah, uh, seriously. Yeah, and, and a good thing about it is, you know, coming out of this food truck, we'll be able to do, you know, tacos and barbecue and all that. And then at Barn, is more like charcuterie, light bites. You're not necessarily coming to Barn to eat dinner. You're gonna go for apps or, you know, start your night off or even, hey, for, like I said, a girl's night out or guy's night out. Uh, we're going to have a huge whiskey selection. Um, and I then think pep- all the restaurants in the village probably appreciate that. <laughs> There's a lot of good food, I oh, mean, yeah. to go to yeah. for dinner, and, and then you can just kind of hang out. Yeah. And, and I think that's super important. It, it is. It's just adding to the mix. And there are so many great restaurants in Dunwoody, and that's who you want. It's an open container now. So we want people walking here, there, and, you know, that's what you want. You want more people coming to this area because yeah. it's only going to bring more people in, the more restaurants and nightlife and all that stuff you have. Yeah. And I, I think that Porter and uh, Dunway Tavern have done a real good job with the music recently. Yeah. And yeah. you've kind of been part of that. That was, um, you know, people show up to that area instead of showing up to a bar. You know, it's kind of you come and you hang out. And there mm-hmm. was, didn't you say there was like different acts at different places? And well, the one it went night, from Porter yeah. to Dunway Tavern. Yeah, and, one night they just basically turned the mic over. I mean, they were in two different spots, but like mm-hmm. right next to each other. Yeah, and they're working together. That's well, cool. and then they're, I think they're going to need to do more of that because with you bringing kind of the early, maybe the, the, the more early nightlife crowd, the 7 o'clockers, mm-hmm. 8 o'clockers, then, you know, they're going to get done at your place and then be like, oh, what's next, you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, our our goal is also having the late night business also. Oh, okay, yeah. all right, all right. And, uh, you know, Dunway's not late, late night. Right. But it is, we, yeah. like I said, you know, <laughs> you know but uh, but we want to have it both. So, yeah, let's go here, let's go there. Um, so, well, yeah, that's what we're Actually, you, you know, you're right. If you put on a movie at, like, 8 o'clock, you, you got two hours right there. Oh, yeah. 
to, to for the parents to keep hanging out, and then the kids are occupied with that. Correct. Uh, most dumb way parents are willing to let their kids stay up till ten or eleven o'clock <laughs> if it means they yeah. get to keep drinking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? exactly. I thought that was funny. Somebody asked you last night at the homeowners association about the the timing, the cutoff mm-hmm. time. Right. And yeah. So it's eleven o'clock. Eleven o'clock is a sound ordinance. I'm on sure that, you've so. done that research. Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you know, and honestly, after eleven, they can go some. You know, whatever. It's it's fine. Yeah. You know? So um, yeah, but where you're located, there's not. Like okay, like Porter's problem is they're right on the back end of the the branches, right? right next to it. But yeah. you're right in the middle. I don't see who would complain sound wise about you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hopefully not. I mean, that's no. that's the key. I mean, you know, it's interesting because even when there's music at you know Porter and all that, you can still hear it like over at the townhomes and stuff. But it's not like it's like blaring loud. Right. But you know what? It you know what it is? It's great energy, and mm-hmm. that's what you want. You want to hear great energy coming out of you know that area. Yeah, and if you're a homeowner in the area, I mean that benefits you oh, it yes. benefits your home price oh, is having sure. a fun area for sure and that's, everybody's been talking about you know the village since i moved here 10 years ago mm-hmm. and you know restoring the village and you're yeah. finally the yeah. that popular guy right. that's taking those first <laughs> steps yeah. no, you know, so it, don't mess it up <laughs> <laughs> no you know i've got great support from regency and from the city of dunwoody and that's been you know it's just it just ha- it had to happen. It's like it's, I don't understand why it hasn't happened before, and I'm glad that I'm the one to do it. And I've got a great team behind me who really is just gonna you know they're so excited about it, so excited because it is just, it's just a clean slate. Like there's nothing. It's just four walls. Yeah. So like, what what we can do with it? So. Well, I think the important thing is is you're doing five and at once. Yeah. You know, nobody yeah. else has thought to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're actually giving you money to do it too, right? Is yeah. it uh, yes. one hundred and sixty thousand yeah. dollars? Yep, yeah. I got a grant from the development authority, and uh, I brought them out there, the city council, and showed them here's my vision, and showed them the plans, and they were super excited right from day one. I mean, it, what was interesting is they thought it was going to be dead with COVID, but now when you know, as soon as I reached back out to Michael Starling and the rest of the council, they're like, "Thank you, you know, that you still are yeah, going." Somebody at needs it. to so, take yeah, the yeah, lead yeah, here. So, yeah, so. <laughs> Um, and the, so the development authority is gave you this money. What yes. is the development authority? That's one part of Dunwoody that yeah. I don't really know. You know, it's a it's a group. It's like you a, saw it's somebody with like city money. Council. Yeah, <laughs> city council. And honestly, I started just doing research on this, and uh, and I reached out to like I said, Michael, who got me in charge with the development authority, and uh, it's just they make decisions on you know who's getting different funds and. And, um, you know, I approached and I said, this is for the community. This is for Dunwoody. And um, and that's why, you know, with the stage and the screen and the outdoor furniture, I thought that it was important to get the city involved. Because yeah. I want their support. I want them to use it. And I want them to do events. And that, that, that to me, was the big thing. And from what I understand with it, it was a, it's a forgivable loan yes. that they want to forgive. They don't want yes. you to pay it no, back. No, no, they no, want no, it to be yeah. successful. Yeah. And they want it to... Um, I, I, it seemed like that was loosely part of the deal that it has to be successful and if it's not successful you pay them back basically I mean, yeah, yeah it's you know, gonna be yeah, 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 i know so yeah i know i know and and that's what everybody wants right i know so, so yeah. yeah and they're and you know like like you've seen they're they're super excited and they they want to participate yeah and you know and, and i think this is gonna and so does regency it seems like regency wants to help too they've started painting the buildings yes and i don't know if that's necessarily because of you yeah, but no, it has something to do with the, it that was I all think. part of the uh, deal it? yeah i mean we basically drew out here's what we want it to look like and uh yeah so it's all this is just stage one where the painting so now it's all it looks white it doesn't look all dirty they pressure washed everything mm-hmm. they're gonna be putting new lighting in there astroturf um really yeah oh yeah i feel like that was a big part of the question is whether regency really wants this yep. you know because the the spaces were full mm-hmm. i mean they, they weren't it's not like half of yep. them were empty and so we, i think in dunwoody everybody was realizing like does regency mm-hmm. regency has yep. to participate in this or it's not going to happen yep. by the way i don't think we've actually said on the show where this is going to be at so this is the location that's uh, across from the park uh post office 
but what are the re- restaurants? Brewsters is over there now, and um, so if you're looking at Brewsters, it's to the left of Brewsters. Uh, to the actually, if you're looking at Brewsters, to the right. To the right. So of Brewster's. yeah, okay. so it used to be uh, well, there's Dennis still there on the corner, and then Ruin Skateboard Shop, where that was on the other corner. That's where Barn's going to go. Okay. So you can access it honestly from the Fresh Market side, or you can access from the you know the back side there. So it's basically if you're looking at Fresh Market to the right side of, of oh, Fresh okay. Market. So. Um, yeah, so it, I'm imagining a lot of these Edison bulb lights just guiding yeah. oh, people yeah. into the yeah. courtyard, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna do a lot of lighting. Also, like there's um, some beautiful trees in that courtyard, so we want to do some hanging lights out, out of those trees also, and uh, you know, just make it like just fun. Like you're like you want. We want people to feel like they're on vacation. Yeah, and uh, like they're not in Dunwoody. So when you come to it, it'll be like a little mini oasis there. So uh, yeah, you know, that's that's a big thing. I mean, an open container. That's yep. a big part of it. I yep. think. And that's something that passed, was like over a year ago, mm-hmm. that I feel like it kind of flew under the radar. It was a big yep. deal yep. leading up to it, but then COVID happened. And so, you know, nobody's mm-hmm. really used the open yep. container, yep. except for Porter and, and Dunway Tavern a little bit. Right, yeah. right. Uh, maybe Los Hermanos. Mm-hmm. But where do you really walk to? I mean, right. there's not there's not that much movement. And I think that's kind of what you're creating is a little bit of correct open space yep. that you can move around in. Yep. And then a uh, big thing for us also is on Saturday and Sundays. Um, I don't know if you've been to the Chastain, um, which horse, where Horse Rash Girl was, but it's basically a coffee shop during the day. So people were walking around Chastain. So on Saturday and Sundays, we're going to have pastries and muffins and espresso and cappuccino. So if somebody wants to just come and hang out, then come bring their dog, you know, read the newspaper, watch English soccer maybe in the morning, and uh, just you know do that. So that's going to be a big thing for us on the weekends. So is just a you know, 24-7 place. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think on the weekends is important. I don't want to do it every day, but I think on the weekends is, is something that's important on that. Yeah. And we're going to do some day activations. person playing acoustic guitar. Uh, we have something that um, I saw up in uh, – uh, it's a, basically – it, it was very interesting. Was up, I was up in Margate, and we went to this farmer's market, and it was uh, a bunch of old people sitting around uh, underneath this tent. And it said, it said, uh, uh, you, and th- it's been on the news the whole day. I mean, it's, they've always done all these stories about it. And it's basically, ask, ask me. Free, I, I get free advice. It might not be the right advice, but it's free. And and I just sat there enamored by this thing. So uh, old man advice. Yeah, old man advice. <laughs> and it's old man and old women. So we're on the weekends. We're going to basically have some people. We're just going to sit there, and you come up to them, ask them whatever they want. Um, so so uh, you've just ripped off everybody. You just <laughs> looked all over the place with the perfect ideas and yeah. taken no, them. No, that, but you know what? That's what you do. Like every restaurant's been invented before. There's no new idea. There's yeah. no. But it's just make the wheel spin faster. And um, and you know. We travel, and when I see things, I'm like, okay, what can we do to duplicate that and make it even better? Yeah. And, well, uh, yeah. and and you're a, you're a consultant for other restaurants, so you see what works for them. Yeah. And what doesn't work, right? And, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, our goal is to make everything work for them. So you yeah. know, that's a yeah, and it's, it's it's been great with that. And I've got great clients, and they just you know, I want everybody to succeed. That's my thing. Is like, you know, the restaurant community, it's tight. And you really want everybody to be successful. The more restaurants are successful, it's better for everybody. You don't want anybody to ever fail or they're not doing something right. Um, it's just always, it just feels better in my heart if you're, everybody's doing the right thing and, and just working together. Yeah. So, how, does the, how do the investors work? Is there, mm-hmm. Do they actually have a part of the business, like mm-hmm. operational-wise? Um, not operationally, but equity-wise. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I mean, they... they our investors, yes, some are in the hospitality business. Some are just like, wow, this is a great idea. There's a lot of local Dunwoody people, also. I was about to say, yeah. it seems like there would be. Right, and and that's what they and, and that's what I wanted. I don't want somebody from California who, oh, I'm going to give you a lot of money, but I'm never going to touch it. I mean, I want my investors being my ambassadors, and that's a big thing. I want them using it and feel like, hey, this is their spot. It's not just David's spot. It's it's all their spots. So, uh, yeah. 
and that to me is a is a big deal. It's a big deal. So, well, I think all of Dunwoody, if they're not financially backing you, everybody's backing you <laughs> in a in a positive oh, yeah, way. Yeah, Everybody yeah, wants yeah. this to work. It has it has been nice just you know being out in the community and just meeting new people and all that. And, yeah. You know, even people I grew up with, I'm like they're reconnecting. They're like, wow, David. So yeah, we like, want to be friends again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, you got the spot. Right. Um, from a, con- a restaurant consulting standpoint, is there anything that you've seen in the past, I guess, year or so that's, um, that's really kind of popped, uh, like unique idea- ideas? I'd say with Porter, it's been them bringing a lot of things outside and doing music, and that's kind of an obvious one. Is there mm-hmm. anything else? You know, I mean, I think the biggest, it's been the hardest year ever right. for a restaurant business, and just, you know, a lot of stress that people have been on, so it's just almost teaching people to take a deep breath, but also um, I think the mentality of how you treat um, your staff because you know, right now the labor market's so tough, and you know some of those people have an old school mentality that does not work. Like you really have to coddle these people even more, and just you know having that patience, and just you know people will say, oh yeah, I'm the best. You can't, be, you're not the best, because you know you have to pivot. You know, and I know that word's overused a thousand times. Uh, <laughs> pivot. So, yeah, pivot, pivot, pivot. You know, but it it, it is. It's, you have to think differently. You have to think differently. I mean. You look at what Novo's done. They've done a great job with their to-go business, and yeah. you know, and you know, and yeah, who would have thought Novo would be a carryout place? Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's what they become, right? right? And and that's why I think you can't be pretentious about it. You have to say, okay, what do, what's the, now? What do you what do they need? Mm-hmm. And um, it's just seeing like each one of my clients, and I have clients all throughout Georgia and some out west. I mean, they're all different, all different. It has to do with. Like I have a client out in California, so California just opened back up, and you know, so it's like, all right, now it's like, okay, they've been paused, and now it's like, let's let's get it going. So uh, that's a difficult one, I'm sure, in California. Oh yeah, and we're here at a tiki bar today. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, (laughs) it's nice outside. That's That's beautiful. It's nice out, exactly. I told Matt we can probably do it out here as long as a few birds shut up, and now that one bird that won't shut up is out. (laughs) (laughs) A really loud bird. Uh, so when is everything getting kicked off? Yep. So uh, it's in for permit right now um, for barn. So that'll be the first one. And uh, so I'm shooting for right after right after Labor Day. I think is if everything goes as planned, um, we're gonna hopefully have the first one done. Yeah, right after Labor Day is our goal. Perfect timing. Um, Got yep. uh, football games going yep. on. Man, that's gonna yeah. get a lot of people out there with that big TV. Exactly. So um, yeah, so we have that. And then stage two will be uh, hopefully like the end of next spring, so early early summer. And then I'm shooting for stage three to be next the fall behind that so a year behind so yeah so we're doing it in three stages so and um, restaurant wise it's one two two uh one two two yes yeah. so okay. Moyes and Kuko second and then we're doing a Mediterranean concept called Yofi um which means like way to go um and it's just going to be uh shawarma falafel just quick casual kind of stuff like that and then we're doing a uh, seafood concept called message in a bottle um and it's gonna be just you feel like you're going to the beach Feel like going to the beach, so uh, yeah. So and those two will be connected. A great thing about actually the two restaurants, they have the um, you won't know this, but they share the same kitchen. So a big thing is how to you know work with staffing and all that, but also autumn you know to use the technology makes things a lot easier. Make things a lot easier, but yeah. But one's quick casual, one's full service. So like I said, as a guest, you wouldn't even know like the back of the house is connected, but sort of that Wizard kind of secret thing back there. So uh, man, you're gonna have to write the book one day on how to do this in many other places right because this could work a lot at a lot of the shopping centers mm-hmm. you know yeah 
So. I, I agree. I mean, I think this is something you right. It, it, you know, you, you always focus on one. Never get ahead of yourself. Right. But yes, if you get the formula down, you can say, okay, this can go. You're right in, in different cities and all that. And yeah. So, it is uh, ambitious. You're not pushing one restaurant. <laughs> no, I know. I'm like, planning on five. But I think you know, doing it in stages is a smart thing to do. Initially, I'm like, okay, I'm going to open all five at the same. I'm like, that that's come on, David. That's not reality. So uh, you know, this it's a business and it's not an easy business. And you just want to make sure you're doing it right. I'm yeah. um, doing it right. So. Um, but yeah, that's why we're gonna stage it out. It feels good. Right. Well, thanks. Yeah, that's a good way to wrap it up. Yeah. Good. Right. Thank you. I appreciate thanks a lot it. for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me.